crazy. Taking Similar away story. from the fact that we're sad Athletic. about the Ravens, what a beast. <laughs> All I wanted to say was like, zoom the Taylor, zoom the Taylor. <laughs> what? But what a beast. Oh, no, it was a great game. I mean, the, the Chiefs are just amazing. People. Pat Mahomes, Kelsey. Mm. Kelsey, I, I got argued with that he couldn't possibly be the best of all time or tops. Hall of Famer, just tops in his thing. And he wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think, I think this could solidify that. Jason Kelsey, obviously, I, I got argued with about that with the center. Oh, yeah, the center. Um, Travis is just a beast. Wow. <clears throat> he is. I mean, wow. What do you have to say about it? Uh, you know, we are wearing all our purple. Of we, course. We booked Vegas hoping that. You guys know, are going to Vegas. That's Ravens still going to be awesome. Go out there yeah, with a pumped fun. attitude. How cool to be in Vegas during the Super Bowl. Yes. Very exciting. Yes. Can't wait. Yeah, and I think, look, guys. I mean, Lamar's amazing. The team's oh. amazing, period, the end. I mean, nobody yeah. is questioning that at all. I think there's something to build on. I, I don't think, I think if they can keep this momentum and the morale and bounce, hey, the great thing about losing is the bounce back, right? How, what's the comeback like? That's yeah. that's life. I mean, there's only one winner and there's first loser. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all focus on like, you know, like negative stuff like, Oh, Lamar didn't run, or he choked, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the Ravens had a great year. They went past the divisional round. They made it to the AFC. Baltimore hadn't hosted since 1971. Correct. So, you know, the city was pumped. Everybody was excited. We were excited. We had a great, great time yeah. with Finns. You know, Julio had 10 beers. <laughs> and three shots. <laughs> and three shots. And you gave me a tummy ache. <laughs> I know. The food was good. We had a great time. We did. You know, the games were amazing. Playoff football, the Lions. As a football fan, I'm I'm not disappointed. Oh, at not all. at yeah, all. Football, yeah. like, it's, absolutely. Great. It's probably the first year that I'm not disappointed in playoff football. I think it's just been absolutely. They were competitive. Both games were very competitive. And the Lions, you know, obviously the coach is taking a lot of heat. Listen, guys, it, wrong call, right call. <clears throat> you make ballsy calls yeah. in these type of situations. Have we ever coached a football game? Do we know what that's like? What was the thought process? So on and so forth. The Lions are a great team, and what a great accomplishment. And they're young, too. They're young, and, and what a way to take away of their accomplishment by just repeating over and over again, like, oh, yeah, coach, blah, blah, blah. What a yeah. coach with a lot of heart. I'm not a Niners fan, obviously. <laughs> and you're disappointed because they were boring. I find them a boring. I've always, since Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, I found them to be a boring football club, whatever team, whatever so, you call did it. Did you see the meme where, so the Raiders are yeah. from Vegas now, right? And the Raiders are obviously division oh, right. of right. with, yeah, uh, yeah. with the Chiefs. Yeah. And, you know, because they're both in California, like, you know, they hate the, Niners hate the Raiders also. Yeah. So they were like, the meme said, um, Raiders fans watching the Chiefs and the 49ers paint their logos in their end zone home field. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, funny. Yeah. So well, you, you and I are always positive. We always look at the bright side of, of things. I mean, I ha <clears throat> look at what Oshie's wearing. Our losing team. Oh, but I, I look, you know what? Next year, and I heard your Ravens coach went to head coach today somewhere. Yep, Seattle. Offensive, offensive. Defensive. Defensive. Youngest coach Head coach ever in the league, or Seattle, or ever in the league. I can't remember which stat it was. I'm not sure, but he, he left the uh, defensive corner. Uh, McDonald's left to uh, Seattle? Yep. Yep, was it was today. Yeah, it was today. That would be great. I, it was a, there was a stat on it, youngest youngest in Seattle or youngest ever. I, I can't remember. But anyway, congratulations yeah. to him. Congrats. Love to see people move up. That's, that's the way you play the game. Um, and then Tom Brady. Uh, going to be commentating in September. On Fox. Yeah, it's yep. going to be awesome. Um, and what was his name, Greg? Greg Olson. He replaced he's Greg Olson. He's not leaving. Yeah. yeah. Greg Olson's he not leaving. He replaced the first team, so he's Correct. just dropping to the second team. And He's going yeah. on a different, uh, I guess, broadcast or whatever. So, um, you know, so you everybody. Know what, so, you know all the teams have hired their coaches except for the commanders, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to take our time. <laughs> Yeah, but what, take our time and all the coaches are gone? <laughs> or are we going to recycle an old one? Listen, I don't think uh, anybody check. on that ownership <laughs> I don't think anybody on that ownership team is stupid. Um, I think they're methodically planning something in the back. And patience is a virtue. They're going to clone their own coach. Dude, AI, AI right now is going to be amazing. They're just going to go to ChatGPT and be like, 
difference to play for the, the Cowboys. And boom, right there, you know. <laughs> but it was great playoff football. Yes. I'm excited for you guys for Vegas. I'm not Vegas, sure. baby. I'm not sure what I'm doing for the Super Bowl yet. I talked to my girlfriend, Megan. We might go out, so... Um, no plans yet, but I'm sure I'll, I'll have some good plans or I'll be, I'll have too much FOMO. Um, the other thing I want to mention, obviously next week we'll have a normal episode, but then we're going to have a Valentine's special because we know I have nothing to do for Valentine's yeah, Day. Our show falls on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's great. And, um, so. I canceled my date, by the way, for the show, so we're no, good. No, you didn't. No, yeah. you didn't. I okay. said I would do the show solo. <laughs> I said no, I would I do it solo. my date for you. Uh-huh. Okay. Right I would make uh. up a date to not be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking a guest we can have on for Valentine's Day. So if anybody's out there that is maybe interested in coming in for our <laughs> Valentine's Day special, and we're going to talk a lot of love, a lot of heartbreak songs, a lot of uh, love, songs, love songs, and maybe get into some dish on on where we're at with love. Yeah. Never know. Confessions. And then you're going to... Oh, sure. Come get me in the morning and zoom me off to the airport, <gasps> and I'm flying to Puerto Rico. That's right. You're leaving us for great weather. Oh, I'm leaving no, you I'm for jealous. great weather. I'm going to hang out with some friends, and I'm bringing a very special guest with me, but I'm not going to say till that day, and I'm really excited about this. So nice. It's going to be a really good time. I need the break. I just need one favor. What? Some toe picks in the sand. Not mine. You didn't get my toe picks. Okay, I didn't see yours. I said toe picks in the sand. I'll take pictures of other women's <laughs> I can imagine just toe picks. Okay, can I take a picture of your toes in the sand? <laughs> just kind of roaming around the beach. My co-host threatened to quit. <laughs> so anyway, so that's going to be exciting. So anyone out there, um, you know, that wants to come on here to the Salisbury Studios, fueled by Monster Energy, um, please feel free to to DM me. Yeah, you'll be our, our Valentine's Day. And remember, guys, you can call on the show anytime that we're live and on the air, 855-779-9533. And that's 855-77-WILD, W-Y-L-D-E. So I always want to remind people that they can call and, and say whatever they want. I never know what you're going to say, but you never know what I'm going to say either. <laughs> and why my dog is acting up. Oh, she, he's going to get banished from the show. <laughs> he's being annoying tonight. Um, so we got to talk about it, guys. Hey, honey, we got to talk about it. What do we got to talk about? Julio? Sex. <laughs> Taylor oh. Swift and Travis Kelsey. We gotta Mainly talk. Taylor Swift. Mainly Taylor Swift. Mainly yeah. Taylor Swift. Right. Oh, she's interrupting football. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about, lives. I thought we were going to talk about how Travis is interrupting the Eras tour. And all the bangers. So I made real quick reference to what they're talking about is I made a, a reel tonight and uh, I posted, I don't think I posted on Facebook. I did on Tribe Called Jess Page. And it basically said that we're very upset that Travis is interrupting the Eras tour because the few seconds they show him during the 44 songs, come on, Osh, um, is, very, is very disruptive and it's ruining. It's about music, not about him. And then I went on to say, don't you agree? And of course you won't because that would be insane. Yeah, sounds so silly. <laughs> It sounds, guys, okay. So I'm going to speak about first, here we have Taylor, this beautiful, inside and out, smart, creative, savvy, just uh, uh, so generous. Uh, very, very generous. Has boosted the economy. It doesn't matter how, look, I think people are like, well, she has all this money. She worked for it. And then, and then as soon as you say that, they go, well, her parents gave her 300000 to help her start. Let me tell you something. If I have 300000 and my kid wants to start something he believes in and I want to support him, good for them. So, and we, we, we have seen Taylor go through a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know everything. I'm not, I'm not a Swifty. I definitely love her. <laughs> I don't know. I think you are now. No, no, no. I respect her because I listen to what she says. Yeah. In interviews, like, she, she'll she talk about how celebrities complain about how their life's not normal. And she's like, yeah, my life's not normal. But I remember a time when I was praying for this to happen. Yeah. So it's inconvenient for me to go out. That's okay. I, because I, I'm humble to the fact that I achieved this. Yeah. And people do want to talk to me. And there was a time when they weren't. And she has gone through, anyway, a lot of controversy um, when she basically locked herself away for seven years and you can read more about that on your own and you know the resiliency of her to come back and the the 
I don't want to say bad guy she's dated. Look, none of them are bad. They just weren't very good to her, right? Yeah. And here she finds this football guy, this all-American type guy, right, who's just the complete opposite that is so happy to embrace and support her life, which she's never had. And she's happy to embrace and support him. And they handle it so well together. Yeah. And then you just have people shitting all over it for no reason. It it makes no sense to me. No sense. And they hate, the absolute hate, and I'll let you take it for a second, then I'll run down the stats, that that they're getting, the NFL is getting, like, what? Uh, and, and let me tell you something else. As a businesswoman myself, the NFL, the, if, it, you have got to always think from a business sense if you want to make money. I don't care what you do out there. Yeah. Okay? If Whether you're the NFL or you're me or you in your business, you always have to, you got to take all that out. Taylor's in the Grammys. CBS has the Grammys. They're going to mention, they, they said this on the thing, Taylor, because... Oh, my God, smart marketing, more Grammy viewership, more advertising dollars. That's how TV's made, guys, and that and that's how the, the NFL is what it is because it generates a lot of money. We're going to see Travis at the Grammys, y'all. He's not, so I'll tell you that. Oh, boo. He can't, and uh, he was on new, if you watch the podcast, you would know. Oh. His New Heights podcast. He can't, he can't right now, I'm not. He he talked more about Taylor on, is it McCaffrey? What's his name? Yeah, Uh, his podcast day and the new heights. And I've ever heard him talk. So it was very great. He cannot be at the Grammys because of uh, the the travel and all that. I thought he's going to take all the attention away from Taylor and (laughs) trying to avoid that, you know, I think Taylor probably said, Oh, don't take away my, my spotlight (laughs) like a five-year-old. So anyway, it's it's pretty silly. You know, I think, I feel like these people are trying to look for it. Because, I mean, I, I'm watching the game, and I feel like I barely saw her on that game. You know? I, I, I asked you, have you seen Taylor? I literally asked uh, you. And I'm not going to lie, with the Buffalo game, when they were showing um, Jason, was awesome. I, kept, I kept looking for Taylor. I was like, where's Taylor? What is she doing? Like, you know, because they wouldn't show her. It was just like, she just wasn't, like, in the camera shot. I guess she was, like, a little bit to the side. But, once again, like, I mean, dude, I've been watching football since 85, you know, you always hear stories from players. When uh, Jessica Simpson was, I was dating say Tony that. Did Romo, complain as much with Jessica. Yeah, they were, they were zooming, no because it's a different generation. You know, back then we were I, happy. I agree. <laughs> it's just, it's, I think it's a reflection of how people are feeling. You know, people will judge according to how they're feeling. Maybe they don't have a girlfriend. Maybe they're lonely. You know, but it's like, how are you going to be like? I could com- okay. I can understand you complaining like, okay, I don't want to see her. She's annoying. Fine, but to like to hate. Like they're spewing hate, the, the horrible things they say. Well, Taylor said it's it's so extreme. You're just gonna hate, 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 hate. Uh, so an average. So I thought, uh, and let me go to my notes. Colin Coward. Yeah, Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd said it best, <clears throat> and he was able to bring in the stats from the New York Times. I'm a, I'm very much off facts person. I will yeah. go find the facts. She is sold an average. She has shown an average of 25 seconds a game. Um, and I have to lift my notebook here. 32 seconds total in the Ravens and Chief game. Uh, 14 Chiefs Raiders. 12 for the Chiefs Bengals. 24 for the Buffalo Chiefs. This is seconds, guys. And a whole minute, oh my God, during the Dolphins game. The I didn't av- watch that game. The <laughs> average <laughs> action time, guys. And this was also a stat put out. I sent you the article. Yeah, it was but in many different places, action time, we're not talking about you know, when they're taking timeouts or this, a football in a three, what, three, three and, and a half, half hour, hour game <laughs> is 18 minutes. Yeah. No, it's, it's hilarious because I was thinking too, like it's one minute from three minutes. hours. And... 18 minutes. You don't watch the commercials? The Super Bowl commercials, I promise you, will be uh, more watched than the game Yeah. for some people. That's always what it is. And then the other point he made, which I... I, I loved, and I love seeing celebrities at games. But for years, Matthew McConaughey, these are the most, you know, seen ones. Yeah. Spike Lee, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, yeah. Uh, Eminem most recently. I didn't see any memes about Eminem and, or, or hate speech about Eminem, and, and yet they cut away to him several, several times with him flicking off 
you know, the fans, which I thought was hysterical, but it's because they weren't sure if that was the real some shitty or not. But a beaut and how he summed this up, but a beautiful, successful woman goes out to support her boyfriend and all of a sudden it, it it's a problem. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this and, and then we'll we'll talk about what our friend our, our our biggest fan John asked and we'll go through strong women. That's fine. And I posted something um, saying, you know, let, let me end it with this. Like, little girls are watching. You're, you're telling them to be small. You're telling them to be less. And I want to clarify for men, since you're not women, and I'm always a fair dealer when it comes to when I have women's rights. Ta we've talked about this, women's yeah. rights discussion, how, how women should advocate for themselves. I, I agree and disagree with different ways. Uh, um, sometimes we advocate for ourselves. And I don't go down a road too deep, but I'm always about women's rights. And I think, you know, there's great approaches. And sometimes we make a total mess of our approach, right? Yeah, of course. And I'm always fair. And and we wouldn't be where we are today without great men who jump on board and stand beside us and, and help us <clears throat> to get where we are. So I, in no way is this a male bashing. But since I'm a woman, I wanted to uh, kind of address what I think being small means and i go back to my entire life since i could talk which was probably since birth <laughs> she came out talking i am am very vocal i'm very loud in my octaves i used to hate my voice it wasn't until the show where people's like your voice is amazing i'm like i hate my voice really <laughs> um i'm very i talk with my hands i'm very passionate when i speak right and don't take me wrong I know when to tone it down because it's appropriate. I'm at the ballet. I might be in a, in a business meeting and, and I know how to play that game. So, so don't, so negate that. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. You know, where to be appropriate, but I've been at many dinners, family dinners, events. I'll just go down the list where I could be exactly who I am. Just regular old Jess. Right. And I'm sitting at the same table with men that are friends and I know and they're telling stories, whether that was about golf or sports or just a work story or whatever. And they're boastful or about girls or and they're boastful and they're loud and they're this and they're that. And then I go to tell my story and I'm talking just like this, like, oh, my God, da, 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 da. no different than the same man at the table. And here's my most common phrases. I stop being so loud. Calm down. You're making everyone uncomfortable. It's unnecessary. People don't want to hear you like that. I promise you, I, I'm told this all the time, still to this day. And yet I can, so what we're saying is, Taylor, all these other men get attention on TV. Matthew McConaughey, Spike Lee, Jack Nicholson, Eminem. But with Taylor, it's a problem because she's so big and she gets so much attention and their relationship gets so much attention. So it's like, stop showing her, be less. It's too much for us, but it's never too much when it's anyone else. I haven't heard, ever heard this before. Yeah, yeah I agree. I've never heard anybody complain about some be, someone being shown in a sports event for a few seconds. Yeah. Over nothing. Over nothing. Yeah. Just they're cheering her boyfriend on enjoying mm -hmm. a football game like the rest of us. Correct. Yeah. What do you think, Julio? No, I mean, it's ridiculous. People are escalating this way out of, you know, proportion. It's okay not to be, I, I think, too, I got, like, this statement thrown at me. I don't like Taylor Swift. I shouldn't be forced to. Oh, my God. By all means, you don't have to like Taylor Swift. <clears throat> I get it. Look, I don't like country music, generally speaking. But if they're showing Rascal Flats or whoever's popular right now, I don't know country music. I'm all for it if, like, they're happy. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't think, I think we're not finding the positives in this. And when people are pointing out the positives, then they, there's hate speech about that. Meaning, like, there are men actually advocating on social media going, first time my daughters and wives really got watched football. And now they're kind of into it. Or they're not. But they're there. Yeah. They're present. Yeah. We have more football fans. We have more female football fans. Yeah. We have more people. And you know, I like that. You remember what we say? Yeah. I want, girl, I want a girlfriend that puts on a jersey, a nice little, you know, team hat and just cheering it with a beer. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to love Taylor. I don't understand the, the, the problem with showing her. 
But find the silver linings if you have to be so negative. But, the, but the, like the terminology they use, they're saying they're shoving it down my throat. I'm like, are you? Well, not you if 25 me? seconds a game is shoving it down your throat, <laughs> then you know, change your algorithm on your timelines on social media. I get more annoyed wh- by whatever some of the that sportscasters. is. Sportscasters, <laughs> I know. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes Aikman gets so annoyed when he's doing a Commanders game. You've right? always hated Aikman. We're like, shut up, Aikman. <laughs> you know, I was getting annoyed with Tony Romo. But the Ravens game, because oh, it wasn't his fault. It was because, you know. All, and all the info he was throwing out there. I know, about not, the yeah. Chiefs and stuff. And I was like, shut up, Tony. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but if, I, if I'm if i really annoyed by, like, a sportscaster, because then all of them are great, you just I'll just it. put it on mute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have two TVs at home, right? So we'll put one on mute, and we'll choose to listen to the other game. We never listen to the Commanders games because they you know, they're horrible. I just, <laughs> look, I can't change people's minds or tell people how to think. And I just think there's a lot more things in the world to get this upset about and, and advocate for on social media yeah. and, and do something real. And, 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 you know, you don't have to be into the love story. I get it, which, oh my God, seeing them on the field together saying, I love you. I mean, for me, who's yeah. been a fan from love for the love story day one, yeah. it was just so I awesome. I think he's super cute. Oh, he's God, a, so he's cute. A, he's such a dude. He's, he's got so much swag, dude. right? Swag. <laughs> he, 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 he saw the, the video that I sent you where he's walking through the tunnel. He's all in black, just wearing it, like, carrying his bag. And he's just, like, ready for the game, right? Yeah. And then Taylor's such a girl. She's such a, like, a like a girly girl, right? Yeah. And she's, like, what, 5'10"? She's, like, 5'10"? 5'11". 5'11"? Yeah. And she looks tall. so tiny next to next him. Next to him, yeah. I love that. And I love the family camaraderie, how Kylie, Jason, Taylor, everybody's kind of, you know, all yeah. together. And then Jason was talking about the New Heights podcast that the whole family was there and said her name in that. Yeah. And I thought, how great is that? That's just, you know, for Taylor, who's never had her relationship be allowed by her boyfriend, seemingly, I don't know that as fact, um, to be in the public eye, I think just cool for her. Like, yeah, yeah. It's probably new to her. Hey, Johnny Canifer, did you have something to say? You gave me that little smile. Uh-oh. <laughs> nope. Tell me. Nope, I'm good. Uh, what What is somebody saying to me? You can tell me. No, no one's saying anything. Oh, okay. I, I, had to, I was going to chime in, but... Um, no, Frank, chime in. No, Frank, Frank hit it, what I was going to jump to. Well, so say that. it. No, no, it's it's okay for you to say it, too. No, yeah, back me up, back me up. He, 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 he needs backup, he said. <laughs> no, I was. I mean, the only, the only other perspective I was going to say is... Is I think uh, I'm trying to think of like another uh, like a female athlete that that has dated like a mainstream male a- actor or artist. Yeah. And and, and Serena. And, well, and no, so how it, yeah. I get it. It's like 25 seconds for the game, and I told I, I feel your point. I'm 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 on board with that. But then I, I see it from the other side of like it's like every article I see it's it's they're hitting it, and I'm just that's that's the only kind of counter. Other other idea that I was going to throw out there, and I I, I wouldn't say that it in in terms of articles coming up on social media, John. I don't necessarily disagree with that. What they're saying, though, the complaint is that during the game she's taking away from the game. So articles online, you can change the way your algorithm is. You can do all that. That's a fair statement. It's a lot of information on TikTok, but as soon as I start liking all that stuff, more of them come. I like it. Yeah. So that I can understand. You can change that on Facebook. 100%. But they're saying on TV, I'm like, it, she's not ruining the NFL. No, I don't think so at all. Not at all. If anything, she's fine, the silver lining. And I think you hit it on the nail on the head where it's definitely bringing more eyes to the game. It's definitely Absolutely. bringing up a broader perspective. And it's not so much of a, a you know, let's a bunch of boys chugging beers, you know, just yeah. getting drunk and, and, you know, typical, you know, rowdy football. It's kind of bringing a new element to the game, which I think with within any industry you need that in order to survive i think you need it to survive that's a great point i think you need it to survive you can only sustain and i also think um i mean i have daughters i used to like you know i don't want to say force them but i used to always like get them gear i used to be like all right girls let's watch the game yeah and, you know and then they would sit with me there and you know they could only do so long because their team's so bad like they were always like dad can we change teams your team is a horrible yeah, you know, but they would sit there and try to, you know, enjoy the games since they were little. I've took them, I took my kids as babies to the football games. That's awesome, you know. So that was fun. It was it was amazing um, to see my little girls, you know, like cheering for the team. Go Redskins! Yeah, <laughs> that's know? awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then so then that post that that guy put up, or no, some someone put up a post where the you know the guy was saying like, and he showed a video of like 
like three daughters and his little boy, all four of them, like cheering on, like just watching football. He's like happy because his kids are all watching there. And they were mainly there because they keep hearing, you know, Taylor Swift. A hundred percent. Then I showed you the pictures of the comments. I can't, we can't even say the stuff Don't they were say saying. It. I'm not, it upset I'm not. me. But it, it was horrible. Me. It was the, horrible. The stuff they were saying was just uncalled for. And it was just a couple of, you know, comments that John, I showed. John, did you want to chime I in I screenshot shot that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I think you, you get that with anything. I mean, even as, as much you talked earlier about the clips that were, you know, kind of catching some momentum from the past shows, you know, as, as much positivity that comes with it, 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 it unfortunately brings this this other just hatred and, and just this evil people that have nothing better yeah. to do other mm-hmm. than to just try to drag everybody everybody down to their level. And yeah, yep. it's, that's the, that's definitely the downside. That's, I feel like what it is, like John says, is people that have nothing better to do that just can't be happy for other people's, you know, success or happiness themselves. It's a reflection on them, yeah. where, where they're at in their, in their life. And I feel bad for them. Company. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel bad yeah, for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the I, with that's that could be a whole nother show the comments people make on social i mean i've been called awful things i'm sure if this show gains more and more momentum i'll be called more awful things i'm okay with it it doesn't affect me because i have my people yeah i've heard you've been called cheap and uh... only by by you frankie talking to the least cheap person ever But one of the comments on the post one of the comments on the post that i made uh with john our our biggest fan loyal fan hi john um if you're listening out there said you know what because some i said we're raising strong women in one of my comments and he was retorting to that and i said uh what makes a strong and weak woman he's like just being a housewife weak and then he's like having your own money and being independent being strong and i was like whoa 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 whoa." and i said i was going to save it for the show and i want to be clear that we i don't like the term weak I think when people, there are, weak people to me are, are people that never ever learn from their mistakes, right? Or they're, or try to work to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I think weak shouldn't be a word in terms of strong and weak. Um, because I feel like most times when people act badly, it's because of what's happened to them. And until they have someone help redirect their behavior, then... You know, we're going to call them weak. Anyway, moving on. What I said, though, I've never met a human, man or woman, where career or money ever involved strength. I don't believe that. It, it has One has nothing to do with the other. In fact, having a great career and a lot of money can sometimes be taken as making life easier, right? What I think makes people strong is resilience self-awareness, being boundaried, being as authentic as they can, admitting I'm flawed and just striving to try to do, to do better and better and, and, and leveling up and level up doesn't mean money. And I surely think if I look at a housewife, I'm like, oh my God, I could not do that every day, day in, day out. I, I, I couldn't do it. It's so much work. And it's the work of 20 people. I've handled boat jobs before, right? Yeah. And, and so I, when I look at even Taylor Swift, to me, if she wasn't a gracious, grateful, humble human who had to work through her own self, she wouldn't be as iconic. It's those things that make her iconic and her creativity and obviously her business savvy. But if she didn't have the other stuff, not iconic to me. Yeah. I think also the way she's handled success is what makes her uh, iconic, you know, um, you know, you always hear really great stories. You never hear her being a diva. You never hear her being disrespectful or condescending to anybody. You hear the opposite. You know, in fact, for the Ravens game, the staff that was working, yeah. like the suite, they weren't even working the suite. They were, like, moving in. like They were, they were moving down the forth. service elevator. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they had to stop it and close it so she can, you know, go in and use it and come to the suite. Um, when she was leaving... You know, she asked the people who were there, like, who was, who was working there? And she pulled out a, a cell phone of, that's what they call it, cell phone money, you know, when you, yeah. when you put the stack in your, she pulled out a stack like that, and she started, like, she handed them, you know, handed the, a tip to the employees, and, like, when the lady opened her hand up, it was, like, a $100 bill. Yeah, she, and she said she wasn't being, like, flaunty about yeah. it. She was just very gracious, like, thank you so yeah. much. Because she, look, she knows, 
her coming through as an imposition. It holds everybody up. She's not stupid to the effect she has that could be perceived as negative. I mean, as big of a star she is. I mean, it it doesn't get bigger than her. No. She tries to tone it down as much as possible. Just try to try to just walk through the crowd and you're here to watch a game. You support my boyfriend. That's it. Yep. It's not like you know you don't see like the grand entrance. It's like oh, it's Taylor Swift here. Like, ah. she just, and she's like, uh, yeah. What what is that? Uh, pageant the Queen's wave. wave. <laughs> the pageant wave. Queen's wave. <laughs> is that what it's the Queen's yeah. wave? The Queen's wave, Frankie. Really, John, you have something to say? Yeah, I think also you know talking about generosity. I think <clears throat> it's, it's not only what you do when the cameras are on, but when the cameras are off. And I think yep. you know there's a lot of things from the AV aspect to her her latest stadium tour. You know, yep. being able to keep two rotating rigs on the road yep. to bounce from stadium to stadium and the bonuses that were handed out without trying to make this big PR publicity campaign out of it. You know, $100,000 bonuses to truckers that, that yep. are independent truckers that aren't these large corporations that, that maybe, you know, they make decent money to begin with. But to be able to get, you know, $100,000 bonus to be like, hey, th- thank you for helping helping me get to this, this, this level and being able yeah. to bring the people up around, you, you know, high tide raises all ships. And I'll, right. t- and I'll tell you what people who are negative will say about that. Oh, only a hundred thousand. She makes. She's bringing in billions. That's all that she can give. A hundred thousand. That's like nothing. That's like for a millionaire. It's like giving ten bucks. Don't don't be cheap like Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the that's day, it's all, you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, you have to be fiscally smart, and that's all I'll say to that. And re- somebody who is that wealthy knows how to mitigate their money. Yeah. And and. It doesn't matter. Like I, I've had people say to me when I made a bunch of money, why don't you, you know, believe me, I've had that. And I'm like, well, wait, because I have to do this and this and this. So everybody's bills and fiscal situation is their own. No, I'm just saying. You know, and after taxes, that's her net. I think that's her net worth. But you know what that consists of, we don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, back to the strong well, woman. You wanted to say, oh. go ahead, John. No, I was, I was just going to say, you know, kind of from, again, with what what you do here with the, the theater, there's a lot of other things than just ticket sales that, that cost money, whether it's, it's pro, you know, credit card processing fees. I mean, she's trying to do so much with herself to bring it all under her umbrella to yeah. like the latest like Ticketmaster tick scandal where she tried to take on that on her own but was forced to go with Ticketmaster because they have such a monopoly on the industry yep. to that whole debacle to, you know, having to charge the whatever the fees that they charge, you know, whatever the cost it is to to not only it's not just a few microphones, some lights, it's it's hundreds oh, of millions of dollars of, ton equipment of stuff going on and then duplicate that for stadium A, stadium B and their redundancies for A and B. And there's so much other things that add up. So sure, she's made a, a ton of money from from this tour, but all those those deductions start happening. Correct. Quick. Correct. I mean, it's a hundred percent. I mean, people does, who does John have... want us? Does John want us to give him a tip for tonight or something? Is that, <laughs> is that what you're advocating for, John? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, you're asking the wrong person over here, Jessica. But go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Frankie, and then we'll get to uh, a little bit of. I think you, it, it, we're going to see if you're if if you're be too funny. <laughs> uh, so, the, so in terms of like strong, you know, what makes a strong woman or what makes a weak woman? I never, I never say like weak woman. I always focus Correct. on a person. You know, you, a person who happens to be a man, a person who happens to be a female. But it's mo- mainly more like character-wise. Like, for example, someone who I think is weak is someone who can't control their mouth, who's always gossiping about somebody else, who's spreading rumors, who's just saying negative stuff. That's a weak person. Right. You know, someone who gives into, like, their their flaws, right? Like, you know. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that's why I, say, I go back to... Most times when people are like that, I know when I've been mean in my life, so I'll be the first to raise my hand and say there are times I have been very mean. And it because in my head at the time of being mean, it made me feel better about my insecurities or something I was feeling bad about. Yeah. I, now, am I like that anymore? I'm honest, and people take that as being mean. That's not my problem. Um, uh, but I'm not. But But when I have been, I've been hurt. And hurt people hurt people until you learn better. Yeah. Until you learn better. So I try to be very careful of using the term weak. Now, if someone's just cruel over and over again. Like, I hope somebody hears this tonight that's been kind of criticizing on the bandwagon. Not become a fan of Taylor Swift, but goes, okay. Like, I get that. I'm not trying to, again, criticize or... You know, I love my my friends. Some of them argue with me. Just be respectful. Be a decent human. I think... Come on. 
Like, I just want them to walk away and go, okay, that makes a little more sense. Or, all right, I'm not going to post about that because what Jess said or Frankie said resonates with, I get it. I'm not trying to say you should be ashamed or you're hurting little girl. Like, people took it to extremes. And I'm like, okay, guys, no, I <laughs> I don't think that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a reasonable dealer. <laughs> I always speak about balance. You know, don't go a little too far this way. Yeah. Don't go far too that way. All right, so let's get off this. But I'm glad we talked about it because I think it talks about women I, I do like to talk about those things sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, football, which we love. Taylor Swift and, of course, the love story of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm almost to my $100, guys. Just stay together. <laughs> All right, Frankie. So you asked me a really interesting question this week. You said, can we be... Is there such thing as being too funny? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. What's I... your question? <laughs> oh, I have a great answer for this. I think, I think yes. Yes, I why? think there's such thing as being too funny. And it has to do with how it affects the people around when you're being funny, right? Yeah. One of the examples I'll give you is, let's say a, da- uh, a girl is dating a dude who's really funny. Yeah. Right? And he's, you know, he's always on fire on point. When he starts saying, when he starts making too many girls laugh and then they start tapping his shoulder and they're like, ha, 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 you're so funny in front of his girl, his girl's always going to be like, Mm-mm-mm, you need to stop making these girls laugh. So you're being too funny. I think, that, all right, Julio, give your like, point and are, then are, I'm. Are you basing this off that fake relationship you had with your imaginary <laughs> porn star? That That's why you couldn't date a porn star because you were going to make all her porn oh, star yeah, friends that's laugh right. you and did fall in love with you. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. All right, so go ahead, Julia. What do you What do you think? I was going to say, like, if you are too funny, maybe you should consider clowning because clowns can be mean too, you know? <laughs> Girls, but yeah, no, I think uh, girls be players too. <laughs> there you go. But I think there's a balance as to how funny you can be and the type of funny you are. Correct. Because there's a you know like crack a joke funny, uh, you know do something funny, be silly funny. But then there's a little you know bully funny or mean funny if you will, where you kind of you know start cracking joke about somebody like you know how we're messing with Jess how she's cheap when she's. Completely not cheap. I am not yeah. cheap, guys. I am not cheap. <laughs> I wish I was joke. because it's I wouldn't spend so much money on myself and other people she would do chip, it. She doesn't tip it's John. Joke, I'm guys. kidding. It's a joke. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just that that incentive. Like, it just we keep bringing it up, bringing it up. Yeah. That same thing over and over again. It's kind of like, okay, like let it be. You know. I think you got to gauge your audience. I, and I want to cut. We're, we're look how long we've been talking. Well, you know, we can roast somebody. Like, I can make fun of you for too long to the point where now you're feeling like okay. you're being bullied. And, and <laughs> I think, and guys, <laughs> first of all, know your audience, right? Uh-huh. I cannot, the way I speak to you two, Gurjeet, um, Care, Patterson, I could go down a list. You guys know me. Like, I will say that, like, it's sound, if I said it to anybody else, they'd be like, oh my God. You guys know me and I know you, so you guys will roast me too, right? I'm not gonna lie, I cry myself asleep. Shut up. That's <laughs> there it is. I also think you gotta be aware certain people are just ultra sensitive and you can't necessarily cater to them, but if you're around them enough, okay, certain things they don't find funny. You know me, you guys pushed me one day and I got pissed. Like I was like, bah, 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 bah. Tierra's flew that day. Oh no, that was a different day. Oh, that no, was another time. He was arguing with me over being cheap. <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk. That was a wholly different thing. It wasn't ever being. Anyway, I think to sum it up, no. First, first of all, I want to say, funny guys finish first, right? Don't all and, guys finish first? And, well, no, we're and we. I was going to try and throw that, this in, but we have joke. no time to throw this in. Where you sent me that meme that. Maybe hot girls aren't dating me because <laughs> oh, because I'm too good looking. They don't realize that I'm a ten or something like that. No, the joke is maybe hot girls don't approach me because I'm too good looking. Okay, so what I told Frankie, we were talking about this. Remember, I said we tied it in with funny, and I was like, most hot hot girls, we don't see them with hot hot hot, hot guys. Ha ha ha, get it? <laughs> okay, that was bad. But anyway, because that's not what, what girls ultimately want, right? And I said, funny is a big win with me. I have to be attracted to you. Let's not push it. But funny is a big win. I, I mean, I love funny guys. If you are dating a funny, charismatic male, going back to your point, 
you have to be aware of that. And that's, that's on you, right? Yeah. That's on you. If you're not aware of that, then can't help you there. And you, you know, you know, some of the, the, well, um, we got to move on from this. I was just going to say, you know how, uh, a couple of things that I like about certain women, right? How they, how they are, how they look. So I would say maybe I, maybe I'm choosing the wrong ones because I'm too funny <laughs> for choosing that type of woman. <laughs> you and your women. Oh my God. <laughs> Not strippers. It's a, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're being too funny. Am I funny? being too funny? <laughs> <laughs> and then, what do you got for me, Julio? Oh, it's my my last key point about the funny thing. It's you know great to be with funny people, just not funny looking people. Fair enough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Uh, just so um, I have a very personal question, and Boy. since you're, you know you're. Sorry, guys. I was gonna, she's a little diaper. Since you're, you know, getting to the the big five zero, you've had a lot of great, you know, years and everything. But uh, you know, you've you've changed as a person. What's uh, your favorite thing about yourself, like now, like right now, in this moment? Wow, my new face. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy. I got it done though. Sorry, guys. I keep itching my head. It's okay, so all, especially the itchiness that comes with all it. the nerves. Just so everybody knows, my head was numb from all the surgeries in November. So all the nerves are regenerating, and as they regenerate, they itch here and there, and then it'll stop totally, and it, it comes and goes. So is that what they told you? I thought it was lice. Shut up! Oh, don't even say that. <laughs> That's old. Oh God, no! Oh, I had that once as a kid. Anyway, um, I think it's pretty easy for me to answer. I like myself, and and. I haven't been able to say that most of my life. I've been either insecure or felt like I wasn't good enough on a lot of levels, or like I said, I was too loud or too much or too angry um, for good reason, but either way. Um, and I finally really like me and I show up for people, but I limit who has access to, to the real me. Like meaning, and I think one of the, and, and, my ability to be authentic, but also my ability to learn. And I learned a great lesson this week. I, you know, with Frankie, I, we talk things out. I've said that many times mm -hmm. on the show and, and I have to get to a point to where I'm like, wait, I get it. Right. And I'm willing to change now. And I was on the phone with Frankie and Frankie's like, Jess, the reason you get hurt is because you believe the best in people. And I'm like, but I want to believe, I'm arguing with them. I want to believe the best in people because I just, I know that, the, you know, they're a good sort, they're this, they're that. Cause I do, because I believe the first person it helps is me when I believe the best in somebody else. Right. And so I make them so shiny, whether that's with men that I might like, or whether that's with friends or whoever I'm letting in. And then they, I don't want to say don't live up to expectations, but they do something hurtful now whether that's intentional and all that that's a whole different thing intentional versus unintended hurt and that i'm crushed because i believe the best in you it had nothing to do with whether i liked you or not like that or a friend like i can live or not live with you it's that you hurt me and i believed in you and frankie's like instead of putting people on a pedestal and just thinking that they're the best fine think they're the best but keep them here until they earn that access and they've showed you equally that they would do for you. You give them the same respect mm. back. And I called him dad. I was like, I get it now. I get it. But it, so I like that I'm willing to talk through instead of getting defensive and go, screw you, Frankie. I'm going to believe the best in people. Yeah. And I like that about me now. And I hope that people learn that before my age, but I'm glad I learned it because I'm, I just, I like me so much better now. I, I like living so much better now with me. That's great. That's I like nice. to hear that. Yeah, and thank you, Frankie. Thanks for talking to me. And Jess, to be honest, I don't think you're loud enough. Oh, God. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know it. I'm loud, but it's just how I express myself. It's the Italian in you. It's the Italian. And the Philly. And the Philly. So, hold on. Now I'm all now I'm all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe the tears away. You're so emotional. <laughs> so, we got into, John, did you want to throw up that reel real quick? Is it real? Um, we got into codependency versus connection. John wanted to show the real, and I think it's great because then I'm going to leave a cliffhanger for next week. And then 
We'll do something funny for the end. Not too funny. Not too funny. Um, so at the end of last, just tell me when you're ready, John. Landed last week's show, we started getting into having a codependent relationship versus a connected relationship, right? And how important it is to understand the difference. So not to go back and, and have to go through all of it. We're going to show the real. Um, and then we're going to tie in what we watched this week that took us, you and I, through a two-hour conversation of discussing. But we're not going to show that real till next week. And let me know if you're able to get it. Did you? Uh, yeah, my, my little situation earlier kind of prevented me from pulling that. But give, okay. me, give me two seconds. I'll have it in a minute. Give me a no second. worries. So we, we talked about codependency versus connection. And I think the biggest identifier there, and I don't, I think I've been codependent in relationships. I've also had people be codependent on me. And I don't think until it's been since my breakup that I understood connection versus codependent and really what that meant. What do you think it means? Um, I personally believe codependency means when you've in, you're you've been in a relationship maybe too long and you've lost your own identity. Like your identity is the relationship. That's it. Yep. That's you know, and nothing else. It's like you know, that's when people start wondering, like, yo, what happened to my boy Frankie? He was out all the time. Now it's like he's always with his girl all the time. Like I can't invite him out for for a burger or a beer because it's like, here comes the girlfriend. I think, I think we look at relationships and even I have done this in the past where they have to be all encompassing to be good. And if, if you are not all encompassing in your relationship, then, oh, they must be, having, oh, oh, this, oh, that. And what I think I've learned about me and about asking questions of people and watching these things and trying to understand what I want moving forward is that it's having something separate from your relationship, having an identity. That's not like going out and partying. That's not what that's saying. Maybe that is it, and maybe that works for you guys. I don't know. It's saying going out there in the world and you have an identity separate from Jessica and so-and-so. Yeah. And he, maybe maybe you're, the example she'll use is maybe you're a YouTube sensation and he is a race car driver. I don't know. And now you both go out and do those things separately, still supportive of each other. And you come home and then you share those experiences with each other. And your wins are their wins. They're proud of you. You're kind of like a great example is Taylor and Travis. Football, <clears throat> Eras Tour. You know, going out, we're having our own thing, granted, big scales. And then we're coming back and we're sharing that. And we're like, wow. And that creates connection. And my identity of who I am is not dependent on my time with you. Yeah. And then I think we also uh, perceive time as a good relationship. And that's not what that means at all. I agree. Well, yeah. I'm just analyzing everything that was said. That, that's, uh, I like the last part. Uh, don't perceive time as a good relationship. But yeah. I think that's what a relationship should be, though. You know, like uh, you both have your you know lives and then you come together to share those moments and everything. I think being a team and a partner is super important. Um, I, I, I'm not saying don't spend time. That's not at no, all. I mean, I believe you do. I mean, two people make one life, right? One, ident yeah. one identity to a certain extent, but it's, it's, it's one identity, not the only identity. Correct. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. That's actually perfect, Frankie. So not, yeah. not what we have our identity, but it's not our only identity. Yeah. I mean, I love, there's nothing better than being a teammate and a partner with somebody. Um, I, I miss that. I mean, I do. And I, I, I can wait to do it again because yeah. I trust the timing in my life and, and know that that will come at the right time. Um, but I can't wait to do it again because yeah, like I enjoy case, that. Like in your case, you know, and even not just romantic though, but also in like, like, plat like platonic relationships, like besties. Yeah. Right? Sometimes, um, oh, she, sometimes be best honest. friends think like you could only have one best friend Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, like it's only should be us. Like we should be going to do, like we should go on trips. We and you know, I'm the, the opposite. I don't think like we should that. go to the gym. It's like you want to do everything together. And it's like, okay, yeah. like you're suffocating. That's the suffocating. Like, it's like, no, we don't always okay. do everything we're gonna, together. We're going to show mm -hmm. the real real quick so we can tie it in, talk about the other real, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. How can you cultivate a deep relationship without becoming codependent? What happens with it. deep relationships that are not codependent is they have their own self identity <laughs> outside of the relationship. So what I mean by that is one. Okay, hold on. We got knocked out of that one. Facts. 
Um, but anyway, I can't wait to do that again. I can't wait to be a teammate with somebody. But also, I think I, I you know, I'll be excited to like say, yeah, I have this podcast, which I think scares a lot of guys. <laughs> but oh well. Um, and and come home and share that, like, oh my god, yeah. and then have my person on there, and hopefully they'll come on. I just think it'll be so cool. But also, I'll always, whether it's this or something I do, I'll always have something that's mine in yeah, my I mean, career, of course. There's got to be something, you know, as a person. That's what I always say. Remember the conversations we always have, Jessica? I always say one should always be working on oneself. Correct. Like, whether you're in oh, – it okay. doesn't matter okay. what situation, whether you're single or in a relationship, whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. You should always be self-reflecting, meditating, working on yourself, trying to, like, see – what do I like to do? What are my hobbies? Like, what are my interests? What are my flaws so I can work on them? What are my great qualities so I can improve them? What are my ambitions, right? So yeah. when you meet somebody, obviously you can't, like, have them to the extreme before because you're no longer single, right? Like, let's, say, let's take a, like a career, for example, right? Right now, like in my case, right now, I, have their I can focus own. on my business. I can, go, I can work from sunup to sundown. There's nobody at home waiting for me. There's nobody asking me, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? What, you know, when are you coming home? So what or, I mean or by when that. when are going to go out? Like, I need to talk to you. I have this problem. No, nothing. Unless my kids, you know, call me and this and that is different. But, you know, I have all the time to do whatever I want in terms of my, my business, right? My career. Well, I always say cherish <clears> your <throat> singles. Cherish the time you're single. But if I meet somebody, it doesn't mean all of a sudden I'm not going to ignore my my business or or, or Correct. i just won't dedicate it as much time because now i want to dedicate some time to the person that i just met that i want to be with that i want to build another identity with her you know so you find that balance but it doesn't mean i'm no longer frank the businessman frank the the hard worker i'm still going to be that and the it's right just that and i'm the, not going to be there 12 you know 14 hours of working up i do eight hours instead all right guys and adjust that. And I think the right person that comes along will be super supportive of that. And I like supporting another person in their goals. And dr- yeah. there's nothing, I I think it's baller. I think it's fun. Sorry, my hair's like a mess. Um, so I really think, you know, anyway. So we, John, John's having a little technical issue with our reels. So we'll, we'll go on, talk about the cliffhanger for next week. So my friend DJ, who's out there, and I'm sure he'll listen, sent me a reel and I had only watched part of it. And it was talking about how society creates a platform, really this place for narcissistic women, basically to be narcissistic. And they're not, it's not, it's a blanket state statement. Right. And so I found it interesting and they're like, women can go out and post something and find validity in likes. Right. We can go out, whether it's with Phil, Nobody's lying. We most people use filters off and on all the time, not all the time, whatever you do, most people do. Right. So we can go out, we can post something and we get validated. Our husbands, our boyfriends, our partners, whoever could never achieve. We're achieving validation on a global scale because the internet is so big, right? Our husbands could not possibly or boyfriends, whatever partners, could not possibly go out and compete with that validation, nor could they ever give us that high level of validation. This is very interesting. We're going to break it up down next time. But then she goes on to say, the reel goes on to say, how then men to get equal validation, okay, give me one sec, will go out and seek, and I think we, we put pornography as this, like we're going and watching porn. Pornography can be just anything, right? For, for, not retaliation, validation, but validation, right? Anyway, she ties it all in to we social media and, and, and these things that are going on right now is going to become a self-inflicted loneliness and depressive state. And what did you and I say? Not yeah. become. We're already there. We're already there. Yeah. Not us, meaning in general. Society. Society's already there. Correct. And I... I I didn't want to go too deep with this. Hold on. I want to make sure I made my one point because we're going to get into this and it's going to take me a little bit to dissect this and put this together. So I found it so profound with what's going on on social media right now. And I want to find a way to put it in a show and I couldn't put it into today's show, but 
most times when we do this, when we're posting, I'm not saying like I'm posting for Tribe Called Jess. I can say when I have done this in the past, I definitely don't think I do it now. And that's probably maybe an age thing, maybe not, or just a growth thing. It's mostly when we're wounded and we're trying to sue the wound with instead of addressing the root of the problem. Yeah. We know when we post for attention and we, men or women, it's not fair because men do it too. It, it, there's a difference from posting because like, damn, I look good today. I'm going to post. I've done that. We all like, okay, that's okay. But when we really posted for attention, when really we're upset. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, John is going to play the reel for codependency and connection. And then we're going to end with something funny. And I'll let you talk to it. How can you cultivate a deep relationship without becoming codependent? What happens with deep relationships that are not codependent is they have their own self-identity outside of the relationship. So what I mean by that is one person might be, for example, you're a YouTube um, sensation. So you might have your job and you're doing all of these things and she might be a fashion designer. She's doing that all day, whatever it is. She's got something that makes her feel good outside of the relationship. And you've got something that makes you feel valuable outside of the relationship. But then when you come home, you share your experiences together and your wins are her wins and her wins are your wins but you're separate when you do it so you're really proud of each other really share really intimate about it but you still have something completely outside of the relationship that makes you feel good now what codependency is is outside of your relationship you have no identity outside of your relationship you don't have friends that you can talk to outside of your relationship you don't have a job that you're passionate about outside of your relationship you don't have anything so then what happens is you want your partner home all the time or you want your partner with you all the time and you become super codependent the key to that is just having a way of enjoying your life with or without your partner but you want to share those nice experiences with your partner when you come home i think it's just excellent advice i think it's great advice for all of us to hear i think i can't wait to tie this all together with our subject um next week um i think it's it's something all of us i don't think i've ever known a relationship uh, a relationship period where there hasn't been codependency. And if we can learn to break that cycle with our friends, with family, I, I mean, I think I have, my biggest fear is somebody being codependent on me or vice versa. Like what if, what if, what if, and I, I don't want to do that. I think I'm really aware. I just think it's so important to talk about guys. It is, it is. Cause even, in my, even if it might not start that way, it could turn into that. So you always have to be kind of self-aware, you know, um, you know, cause they, you know, ugh. We should talk about it some more. I oh, we are. And we're going to tie all that in because I know a lot of what I kind of threw out there with the the self-inflicted wounds and soothing and, and narcissism with women. Those are all little cliffhangers like, Jess, what are you saying? But I'll tie it all together. I promise. I, I, I take pride in this show and, and bringing it. All right. So we are going to end shortly. But first, Julio, I found one thing. Julio found another and you know I like to end oh. with something funny. <laughs> I, like, I found I this just because it's good for it's good for the whole doesn't make it good for the soul. <laughs> and what did you find? Oh, the one I, I love is um, make his uh, dick hard, not his life. <laughs> <laughs> and we were laughing, and I like I do like to end with something funny. I find memes very funny, um, and and usually we find fun on this show through. Stupid sexual in the end. I love how we go from codependency, connection, love, and finding a partner to it's not good for your whole or soul. <laughs> but I think we turn this into an interesting discussion, which is that oftentimes, and when you say he might not, what, what was it? Good for your whole, but not for your soul, right? Just because it's good for your whole, it doesn't mean it's good for your soul. But I, I always like to tie a little bit of sense into it, right? And yeah. And as much as... We all like sex, most of us. You know, sometimes I think that when you you have the biggest self-control in your life, when you forgo temporary pleasures for long-term goals, right? Yes. Whether that's food or this or that. And although pleasurable as it is and um, fun as it is, I'll be the first to say <laughs> that when you – and I'm not going to appreciate anybody, you know that, or morality and this and that. That's not what I'm saying, guys. But each time you do have sex, there is a piece of you that that goes into that, and it affects you mentally and this and that. And yeah, I think as you get older, you understand this more and more, yeah. and there has to be that emotional connection. And sometimes not chipping away at the soul 
is foregoing temporary pleasure for your own self-respect, for your own worth. Because when we do things that honor who we are, and I'm not talking about sex, we feel better. If we go home and, and get on a, if I go on a bender, right, drinking and partying, yeah, that's great. It, it's not what makes me feel best about myself, right? right. So I might do it once a year because I love it. It's fun and blah, blah, blah. So, but at the same time, Sometimes it is just fun to go. (laughs) 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 And yes, make his dick hard, not his life. And guys, please tune in next week. And thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast. We sure do appreciate it. Take good care, guys. Later. Till next time. Till next time.